Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in Daniel chapter 5. It's another account of God using Daniel's gift to interpret mysteries and send a clear message to a king. And one of the things that I think about when we look at Daniel, and particularly this chapter, is we've got Daniel who is a follower of the one true God. He's serious about the Lord. And he's living in a land, in a culture, with leaders and people around him who are not serious about the Lord. And this is a great insight of how people who are serious about the Lord can live, quote-unquote, in Babylon. And today, friends, even in the United States of America, it's a long way from Babylon, but it's increasingly like Babylon. And so what's it like for a Christian, somebody who's serious about Christ, serious about the gospel, serious about God's word, living in a culture that is increasingly not serious or hostile to those things? In a sense, we are kind of like Daniel living in Babylon to a greater and greater degree. What can we learn from him about that. So this chapter, I'm going to summarize some of it. We'll read some of it. King Belshazzar is the king who follows Nebuchadnezzar. This chapter refers to Nebuchadnezzar as his father several times. It's not actually his father, but Belshazzar throws this party. They're drinking a lot of wine. And in the middle of it, Belshazzar thinks, hey, let's bring out the vessels, the gold vessels that my father or my predecessor, Nebuchadnezzar, brought from the temple in Jerusalem back at the beginning of the Babylonian exile. This is about 539 BC when this party is taking place, but that was way back in the 580s, 590s, early 600s BC. Let's get out those gold vessels and drink wine out of them. So that's exactly what they do. His lords, his wives, his concubines drink from them. They're partying. And during that, they praise the gods of gold and silver and bronze and iron and wood and stone. Immediately, verse 5, the fingers of a human hand appeared and wrote on the plaster of the wall of the king's palace opposite the lampstand. The king saw the hand as it wrote. The king's color changed and his thoughts alarmed him. His limbs gave way and his knees knocked together. So obviously he's very scared and he calls together the enchanters and the astrologers and the magicians and says, hey, if any of you guys can read this and interpret it for me, you're going to be clothed in purple. You're going to have a chain of gold and you're going to be third ruler in the kingdom. But of course, they came and they couldn't read it. They couldn't understand it. And so Belshazzar is greatly alarmed. His color changes again and his lords are perplexed at verse 9. Then the queen comes in, hearing all of this, and she says, hey, by the way, there's a man in your kingdom in whom is the spirit of the holy gods. And in the days of your predecessor, Nebuchadnezzar, he raised this guy up to be chief of the magicians. This is Daniel they're talking about because he has an excellent spirit and knowledge and understanding to interpret dreams and explain riddles and solve problems. And so you need to get this guy in here because he'll help you out. So Daniel is brought in before the king. And the king says, Daniel, I've heard about you. You have the spirit of the gods in you. Again, like we talked about yesterday, they're still talking about the spirit of the gods, little g gods. Like they have obviously not had the transformation in their hearts to understand who the one true God is the way that Nebuchadnezzar, their predecessor, probably did. Uh, and we talked about that in yesterday's Daily Dose. So, Daniel, if you read this, uh, you'll have... Uh, be clothed in purple royalty. You'll have a chain of gold around your neck and you'll be the third ruler in the kingdom. Daniel says, I love this in verse 17, let your gifts be for yourself and your rewards be for another. In other words, Babylonian king, in other words, culture that doesn't 
trust the Lord like I do. Keep your gifts, keep your stuff. I don't need your stuff, but I, I'll interpret the dream for you. That's fine. And so then he goes on this thing between 18 and 20, where he talks about Nebuchadnezzar was great. Uh, and God made him great. He had a lot of power and he did whatever he wanted. And that wasn't because of him, but that was because God raised him up. God, who is sovereign over all nations, not just sovereign over Judah, not just sovereign over the people of Israel, but sovereign over all nations, including the superpower Babylon, including the king Nebuchadnezzar. But verse 20, his heart was filled, uh, was lifted up and his spirit was hardened because he was proud. And he was brought down from his kingly throne. Then it recounts everything that we read about yesterday, that he was driven from his house. He was made to think like a beast. He lived among the donkeys. He ate grass like an ox. His body was wet from the dew of heaven. And he was a mess until seven periods of time went by, like we talked about yesterday, until he knew that the Most High God rules the kingdom of mankind and sets over it whom he will. And Nebuchadnezzar did humble himself and come to that conclusion that God is sovereign. Nebuchadnezzar is not sovereign. The king of Babylon isn't sovereign. God is sovereign. That was the lesson that Nebuchadnezzar came to, and his kingdom was restored. Verse 22, here's where Daniel starts to lay the lumber on Belshazzar. And you, his son, Belshazzar, have not humbled your heart, though you knew all this. In other words, Belshazzar, you saw this happen to Nebuchadnezzar. Everyone was talking about how crazy he was and everything that happened to him. Everybody saw the decrees that he made after he, he came to his senses and realized God was the one true God. You saw all this happen, but you still have not humbled your heart. You've lifted yourself up against the Lord of heaven, and you've taken vessels from his house, and you've brought it here, and you've partied with your lords and wives and concubines and drunk wine from them. You've praised the gods of silver and gold and bronze and wood and stone which do not see or hear or know, but the God in whose hand is your breath and whose are all your ways you have not honored. It's a big mistake, Belshazzar. And I love that dig right there in verse 23. This is the, you're worshiping gods who do not see or hear or know. You want to know why your magicians, Belshazzar, can't interpret this for you? Because you worship gods who don't see or hear or know. I worship the one true God who has enabled me to do this. He doesn't say that, but that's basically what he's saying. Verse 24, then from his presence, the great hand was sent, and this writing was inscribed. And this is what the writing says, mene, mene, tekel, and parson. This is the interpretation of the matter. Mene, God has numbered the days of your kingdom and brought it to an end. Tekel, you have been weighed, and the balance is in found wanting. Paris, your kingdom is divided and given to the Medes and the Persians. Quite literally, this says, numbered, numbered, weighed, and divided. Mene, mene, tekel, parson. Belshazzar seems oblivious to this. Oh, okay, cool, great. Bring the, bring the purple robe out, the gold chain put around his neck, and make him third in the country, in the third ruler in the kingdom. He follows through on his promise. And then verse 30 and 31 is where the chapter ends. That very night, Belshazzar, the Chaldean king, was killed. And Darius the Mede received the kingdom, being about 62 years old. Belshazzar, partying, drinking wine out of the Lord's vessels, worshiping false gods, oblivious to the, to the thought that he could ever be terminated, oblivious of the idea that he'd ever meet his maker and, and have to give an account for what he has done. Yet that's exactly what happened. And sure enough, the kingdom from this point forward is handed over to the Medes and the Persians. There's a guy named Darius who's coming on the scene. And tomorrow is Daniel in the lion's den. I hope you're enjoying this journey through Daniel the same way I am. Have a good day. 
The Daily Dose is a partnership between four ministries. First is Christian Crusaders, where you can find weekly 30-minute worship services at christiancrusaders.org, and where you can hear engaging interviews and other content on one of our three podcasts. Second is Fresh Wind Worship, whose weekly worship services are available on their YouTube channel, Fresh Wind Ministries, and linked to their Facebook page, Fresh Wind Worship. Third is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for our 100th annual conference on Saturday, July 31st through Saturday, August 7th in 2021. If you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our fourth partnering ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star review, and prayerfully consider financially supporting one of our partnering ministries. And check our episode notes for links and more details. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.